Hi there, welcome to this episode of Community Talk. I'm your host, Peter J. Today's guest is Matt Key, founder, owner, operator of We Maple and BOC Business on Camera. Matt was actually my very first guest on Community Talk when I started this back a few years ago. And uh, he's just a great guy. He has a unique take on how everything works and things that are simple aren't that simple with Matt. Uh, he sees things a lot differently and we just have a great conversation. And you know what? We learn more about where he's at today and, and just some of the things he's learned in his life thus far. And we get to learn a lot about his awesome new company, We Maple. So I really encourage you to uh, share this podcast and uh, enjoy. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Community Talk. I am Peter Jennings, and I am sitting here with the amazing Matt Key, founder, owner, operator, everything to do with We Maple. How you doing, Matt? Good. What's up, bro? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. We were actually uh, chilling about 20 minutes before this, just kind of chatting. And um, what makes this a special podcast is uh, impromptu. Impromptu? Is that the right way? Impromptu. 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 You touched on community built, uh, community podcast. You know what? What was sort of the genesis of naming it that, and what role do you think community plays in our culture? Uh, yeah, it's um, ultimately community talk came from uh, something you were chatting about before we were recording uh, is that, you know, almost if you think about the business as trying to find your your ideal client, uh, the people that you can uh, provide the best service to and ideally um, have the same ideals and, and things like that, have a great experience with. Uh, community talk, uh, the whole podcast thing really came from about two years ago. Uh, I really, I struggle when it comes to writing and, you know, blogs and things like that. But if we sit down and chat like that, like just flows, we're good to go. So, um, I really just thought I would triple down on my strengths and that was one of them was creating a podcast. But the idea behind community talk is I wanted it to be adaptable, uh, for the fact that I will provide value as a realtor, but I don't want it to be pigeonholed as just a real estate kind of show because personally, I don't want to talk real estate all the time. That's not who I am. And to create a better connection with my ideal client, my people, my community, I want to be open and honest and provide them value uh, with such guests as yourself, right? And and all the other great guests that we've had um, by maybe providing great info that will help them in their life or really some type of inspiration or just maybe a different way of thinking. Uh, that's kind of where it came from. So um, ultimately, you break that down. I wanted to do the podcast because I'm good at it. Um, and I get to meet people and kind of really pick their brains and find out the things I want to know about them personally and uh, and deliver that to my people. And it um, it's an ever-evolving thing. It's still growing. But it ultimately comes down to it's what I'm good at. Community talk came from... Uh, that's exactly what it is. It's different people from different communities that have their own opinions or have different stories to share or values to share. And uh, that's what it ultimately is. So let's say I don't do real estate in the next two years. I want to do something else. I can still progress with community talk because it. I can still add value in different ways without pigeonholing it. So that's where community talk came from. Built to last, for sure. Uh, you, you touched on a few things there, but one of which is particularly interesting is when you and I had originally met, I think we that idea of, of shared, a shared belief system, shared values, one of the first distinctions I think that we both people. learned was that people often don't know what it is that they don't know. And, Peter, you and I are both of us have wives in the in the health uh, and you know pregnancy education and doula world, and oftentimes you just simply don't know what it is that you don't know. Yeah, and I mean uh, for those who don't know what doulas is, uh, that's birth that's birth support. 
um, that is, uh, it's very much like a realtor for your birth experience. Me and Christine, my wife, we joke about that, but it's very... Uh, or like a trainer in the gym is another, I think, example that could work. If you want to really succeed well at something, yeah. get an expert in there to help you out. But that expert can't do it for you ultimately, and that's where it comes. It's support. Is, and it's support. That mom coming out of it like, I was empowered... I gave birth the way that I wanted to give birth. Um, yeah, that you know that idea of community. It's a, it's a, I think a field that is growing because people want to be more empowered. They want to have control over all aspects of their life. Birth being one of them. And now more than ever, though, we have the capabilities and we have the power of choice more than ever. But that's where uh, maybe we're finding an imbalance in a political system that's ancient, in a school system that's ancient. Uh, you know, like just uh, everything and, and, right for disruption right now. Well, that's it, because it's being disrupted, but it's still trying to maintain. You know, you're still trying to maintain the, the, the old raggedy bones of a structure that's not happening where it literally needs to be a teardown and a rebuild in some aspects. But how do we do that? How do we do that without losing fundamental beliefs that people have grown up on? Yeah. How do we find middle ground? Well, like look at, look but at community is more important than ever because we uh, community is like picking your brands. It's Pepsi or Cola, man. Yeah. You might drink both. You might have a Pepsi if it's the only option there and it's not the worst. But if, if you had the choice, if you could choose, that's what it's about. And now more than ever, we get to create our communities. What's the difference between a choice and a decision? Um, a decision, off the top of my head, a decision would be something that you're faced with and you have to choose a path. And each path might not be your ideal choice, but you have to choose. You have to uh, make a decision based on something that's in front of you. Whereas a choice is um, there's nothing but choices, but it's up to you to narrow down and actually pick. So a decision can be made off something that's not necessarily your choice. So is it like uh, a, more, a more serious choice as a decision? Is that what you're getting at? Like the, the, that particular, like what makes a decision a decision is that it's a big choice. Is that what you mean? Like it changes the trajectory of your life in some way, that a decision is a finite It'll send you on a different path. It could. I almost, well, it's funny because it could be all of those things. It just depends the scenario, right? Um, it's almost the same thing. Look at the workforce, the disruption with Uber. What happens when all of those human beings are replaced by robots? Five-star reviews for everyone. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> yeah. Expectations should yeah. be met. No if smell not in your car. No, unless, yeah. but let's talk about... Uh, something like that. Let's talk about the taxi industry versus the new Uber industry, okay? Um, uh, taxi, and the, I'm not an expert in the taxi industry, okay? But from what I know is that you have limited choice. You got your checker, you got your associated cab, and all of those cars can only be certain amount of cars. They're going to be X amount of them on at a time. Obviously, there's rules and regulations that make sense, right, for the laws and things. But if you really come down to it, there's no brand standard, okay? There's no consistency. There's no expectations from different cabbie to different cabbie, right? Um, and with those lack of expectations comes a lack of service. Um, and that... Um, whether it's their fault or not, uh, people expect good service nowadays in anything, especially if they're paying for it. And, well, um, and tie, tie it back to the entire experience of getting a cab versus yeah. ordering an Uber. And what they're really dealing in is your time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But also, that being said, is that... Um, yeah, it is. It's a way to uh, it, it's a way to disrupt it because it gives the average Joe like you and me to be a taxi driver if we need. We don't have to pay for those expensive licenses that they get. Um, we don't have to be pigeonholed under. I mean, yeah, you'd be under Uber, but you don't have to be um, stuck under this kind of regime umbrella and pay dues. You know, you can jump on and off whenever you want. It's a lot less politics. It feels like, which maybe that's the thing we need. In something like that, 
in an industry as simple as driving people from one place to the other, yeah. why can't why can't there be the expectation of level of service of yeah, I kind of do want to get picked up in a nice car. Um, if I'm going to pay the same, why not? If you have the choice, instead of having to make the decision of taking a cab and you get whatever one the same color, you can, yeah, you have the choice of a better experience, right? Do you, do you care about what car it is? No, but I know people do. Other People, people care do. about the car? Why not? See, I- but here's the thing. If you had the choice, let's go back to that. You had the choice. Um, a cab that is... It's one, it's, it looks the exact same. It's branded, right? Yeah. But it's a clunker. It might stink a bit. Um, basically, it's just the car that picks you up. You're going to pay the exact same price as the guy that has the nice taken care of car and maybe gives you a bottle of water. Yeah. The experience or service yeah. is everything. But that, but take it out to a macro from the micro of being in the car. Just the ease. Two thumb pushes. Yeah. And that car is out front of your house. Yeah. And then email bill no transaction you can choose to talk or not to talk once that now that that's been disrupted i don't see us going back and this is with a little bit of a very lack of education but do does checkered and do any of these other cab companies have an app like that now there though? is a checker app well, it's, but does it operate st- similar okay it, but it's not uber but that's the thing it's not uber and it's a way to try and keep up instead yeah. of uh being complacent in the industry and um, taking people because they have to pay you and you're pigeonholed them with lack of choice, now it makes you show up. It's adapt or die. So you know what, cabbies, maybe you should have a bottle of water. Maybe you should actually interact with your guests or know how to interact with your guests, right? Knowing when and when not to. It's a level of service, man. And that's the thing is that when you have that industry pigeonholed and there's lack of choice, people have just accepted it forever. You have to have a cab. Well, that's just the way it was. You'd phone. You get told 10 minutes. You're there 20. You phone again. They tell you to wait. They're phoning another one. They don't know where it is. It's like, the, it's it's archaic, right? It's dead. And so adapt or die. And that's what's happening. It's like that, grocery stores, man. Just like grocery stores. I'm in. Um, do you order your groceries online and pick them up? I should. I, and especially when it comes to Superstore. I hate Superstore, man. And this is for this fundamental reason, okay? Is that you're making me pay for my own bags. Okay, you have my, You might add value in the way of our prices are a bit cheaper. So a lot of places are going that way. Bring your own bag, reusable, I get that. But when you charge me for a bag, and I'm there on Saturday morning, and you basically, as the teller, the cashier, you've cut these people's jobs to not care. You've put the person in front of me that goes, do you have a PC Plus points card? Scan, 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 scan. How many bags? Scan, 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 scan. And yet, they don't help you bag. There's no one there to help you bag. There's if, no one if there If you want that experience, experience, though, go to the shop, go to the farmer's market, because that's, that's why the cost is low. But that's what I'm saying. But here's the thing, is that the ultimate problem is the lack of connection. You're wor- you, you mentioned the point at the beginning of this, is that well, people are worried about losing their jobs to computers. That's how you, that's how you disrupt that in these old, archaic industries. Right now, I would rather go to fucking the Amazon shop and walk right in and not pay like just get Do you charged. want to have an interaction with human beings when you go and buy your groceries? Ones that care to be there in a way. You got a job Then man? you got to go buy them at Joe's Farmer's Market. No I don't. The because big corporations company, aren't going to give you what you want because that's why the cost is so much lower. I know. Bag of is die. double the cost. But they're going to die man. That's, the, that's what I'm saying. You mean the superstores are going to die or those jobs are going to die? All of it. They already have. They already started to implement it. And here's the thing. All these places are just catching up. They're just trying to catch up to new innovative ways. The entrepreneur world we live in. When are they going to bring smoking in public back? (laughs) Can we smoke in here? What happened to the good old 40s where people were lighting up on an airplane? (laughs) Come on, is there any air filtration in here? Well, it, well, I don't know, man. Um, it's uh, that's such a wonky rant there, where we're where we're going with that. It's everything is being disruptive, man. Um, and it's almost like that conversation we had uh, at the Tony Robbins event, where I was talking about disrupting our DNA. Where I'm like, how do we? 
we're stuck in the middle, man. We grew up um, from people who have not experienced, didn't grow up with this technology. It's ever advancing. We're we're at the f like the forefront of all these advancements ourselves, and we're we're like you know thirty three men. We're you know we're grown men at this point, um, and so it's like that's where I come up with the adapt or die. It's like, dude, you're like. Uh, it's like it's like trying to get old school TVs back with the knobs. You know what I mean? It's not gonna happen. It's like times have changed. There's better ways of doing things. People don't want the old norm. We're adapting as people, you know? But how do we undo the things that we grew up with? You're used to a certain way. TV, um, cartoons, you know, Saturday morning cartoons on TV and, and one way of having access to info for what, half our lives in a way? And then this drastic change of you have the world at your fingertips. I think a challenge we have is um, accepting those new ways and the challenges of being open. I'm jealous of guys that are 10 years younger than me because they're born into this world of instant access and they don't have all these mind fucks to undo. You know, of, well, my dad thinks it's fucking stupid and I love him and he grew up and I have a lot of my family fundamentals from him which I carry through but when it comes to taking chances or uh, finances a new way of thinking and being how do you undo that DNA man how do you do that that's really what we maple is about is breaking people through to understand the world in a new way right those breakthroughs we experienced in landmark where in an instant you you view the world differently in one moment yeah they call it popping and how to bring that on a macro is what I, what I think about. How to cause that in people through short and long form video content. At a certain point you need to be immersed in an experience like Landmark Forum to get those deep fundamentals. But I wanna create content and create marketing that's interesting and funny to draw people in and then eventually cause that switch to flip okay you know, tom Ballou, he says uh you know i built a billion dollar company and now all i want to do is help people and 10 years ago that would never work as a marketing message but people are seeking out now their own personal development and there's a lot of loud voices out there that are creating really incredible game-changing content yeah Sit and watch for free. For free, <laughs> go sit and watch Gary Vaynerchuk for an afternoon. You want to talk about people in the old archaic system? It, you know, you've got if he talks about you're sixty years old, or even forty years old, and you're not in the digital world. You're dead. You're a dinosaur. Adapt or die, man. You're dead. But you're not. It to a to a degree. You're dead if you stay there. But that's what I love about it is that it's like it is adaptable and it's changing so much that it's like like people um, don't worry about like be adaptable. Don't just let's talk about business specifically is that if you're getting business off of Facebook right now, be open to another ways of business because um, Ryan Holtz, a uh, marketer out of Edmonton doing big things, um, had an article on this and he, he exposed this saying like there was a bunch of companies that because of the new Facebook algorithm changes, they're out of business. Wiped them because, out the way because the ads the, were done. Because the whole business was fundamentally on one platform. So like adapt or die, like there's these other ones and they only had, they had a broken business model. They had a one way, uh, a one way kind of uh, business model and so um, that's it, man. I Adapt did, or die. I did read just... about that. The Facebook, I, I don't know the specifics because I'm still learning, but the way that you can target individual people completely changed. Yeah. People built six and seven figure businesses on those algorithms and then Facebook just took them away. Yeah. And you, you, you need to be, you know, multi-channel. And and not rely. I to, I think that's so important. What but you're the saying. but the main point that I was gonna get there is that if you are sixty, if you're forty, if you're fifteen, and you haven't got in the game and you feel like you're behind, you're not because it's brand new territory every day when it comes to the internet, when it comes to social media. You can start, and you don't have to worry about what worked last year. 
use, and this is what I love about it. People ask me what I do. I do what I fucking love. I do what I like with it. I don't, I, I just use the tools that they give you. If Facebook gives you a tool like Facebook Live, and that's the brand new thing, and you want reach and exposure on that tool, use the tools they're giving you. Don't try and upload it from another platform and do it that way and then expect a reach. A specific, like, it's like, come on, like, play with the game, but also, do what you're comfortable with. Like this podcast, speaking, no problem. A little bit of video, no problem. I can do this in a half hour as opposed to a blog post that would take me all day, right? So it's like, um, you can use it all. It's all it's all the senses. You're allowed to use all the senses that we have as humans. The sight, the do touch, the feel, the Do you have a Peter J. Hearing. Scratch and Sniff coming out? No, that'd be amazing. <laughs> this smells like old coffee. I was about to say, what do you want it to smell like? I don't know if anyone wants that. This smells like a no-effects show. <laughs> it's, um, you know, we've we went off into so many different directions there. It could be its own show. But Look at let's, these kicks um, I got. Brand new? Are those the Gary Vee ones? How did you get those? Uh, my wife got them on eBay right before Christmas. So you just, uh, so I know you remortgaged your house. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, honey, grab me those shoes. And I had a dollar figure in mind when I thought. And then they, they ballooned three times the cost. And uh, I'm glad she got them. They sort of have, I think, a significant meaning for what's going on in entrepreneurship. And disruption. Isn't that it? Well, and the it, crossover and the disruption cool, of it all. That it's cool to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. That, like Gary Vee says this best, and I'm totally biting his content. But 20 years ago, it wasn't cool to be in high school that you were an entrepreneur. You were an athlete, and then in college, it was cool to be a doctor or a lawyer. But right now, in culture, entrepreneurship is super fucking cool. Right. And that's super dope. And all of these things that are emerging right now, like we were talking about AI, VR, cannabis, they're all coming together and the entrepreneurs are the ones that are going to be leading this nation forward. Yeah, it's, it's a new way of thinking. It's breaking a mold. Like it's breaking a mold that just didn't work anymore. Why can't we get this oil out of the ground in this province? <laughs> just a blank know, face. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Everyone's just stumped. Like... Oil demand is only going up for the next 20 years. So shouldn't it be Canada's clean oil, developed responsibly, that people are burning and buying? Isn't that the better oil to be using? I don't understand. We're bringing it in on tankers from other countries. They don't have the environmental regulations that we have. We're going to burn uh, 100 million barrels of oil next year. I'm not even sure the statistics. But wouldn't it be better if it's Canada's oil? Where do you think healthcare and education and roads and jobs are going to come from? It's the... Uh, natural resources, resources that we've been gifted with as a nation and some people want to blame government some people want to blame leadership the voice of the industry isn't loud enough who really knows maybe it's a conspiracy Soros and those boys down in the United States are like we want to keep that oil close to home we don't want them to you know we've got energy security for the next millennium if things go to shit we know we got Canada's oil up there we're going to make sure they keep it in the ground maybe it's US money coming in and that's why we're not able to get it out it seems like a mystery, though, that we wouldn't take advantage of these natural resources that we have as a country. But maybe that's, um, let's go a little deep. That's assuming that the decision or ownership hasn't already been made or you just don't know about it. Here's the thing. When you go all that deep with that stuff, it's like, it's like again, with the government, it's like what they tell you, man. Like, again, like breaking the mold of what do people know? Um, what do we really know when it comes to those things? nothing toilet flush you know like unless you're like that's a thing it's all theory you're not wrong in theory and i'm not i'm not against anything you said it all makes sense but it's like how do we really fucking know how do you how do know what's going out? on if, if how do you really find out how yeah. do you know who to believe have you read even, that engineering report about september 11th deeply no sorry i'm not a i'm not a engineer <laughs> i'm not an engineer you know and there's a whole slew of these things that happen. Las Vegas, all that everyone talks about is sex immediately after. That happens in Las Vegas, and all we care about are sex scandals. I'm actually bummed out Louis C.K. is is on their list. Yeah. I mean, that's some weird stuff. Like, hey, watch me whack off. Like, that's some funny stuff on stage. But if you're really like that... That's Thinking you're not doing that to people, like, in, a, in an imagination platform, right? Like... 
That's a bummer. Like, I House of Cards is gone. Spacey was always a little weird in movies, though. But that's but again, if you're an actor and you're acting, how can you think that? Like, I mean, it's always yeah, he's always weird in movies, but he's playing a fucking part. He's a movie. Like, I mean, he's an actor. Look at the look at Travolta, Tom Cruise. Not so weird in their parts, but they are fucking weird, man. Like, hey, hey, I'm ready for another wife. That's right. <laughs> like, Shuffle this one off with the kids, Brad yeah, Pitt, all of them. It's it's it's. Uh, I mean, you've got a hundred years. You know, uh, you call it give or take a couple decades. What about uh, you know Ray Kurzweil and futurism and and the idea of living forever as an artificial intelligence? What about it? I mean, fuck. A bunch of empty human vessels. If you can live in a digital world and get your dopamine and serotonin released, you can get your needs met from your brain. I mean, the whole human experience is based around the brain. Dopamine, serotonin, adrenaline, fear, oxygen, water, and nutrition. The matrix has never been more... Real. Or apparent. It's right around the corner. Or it's already happening. <laughs> We're already or in it. It already is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You put on the VR goggles, yeah. but you're, you're in a, a VR. Keanu Reeves <laughs> somewhere in a bucket of slime, ready to unplug. Okay, that's we're all Keanu Reeves down the shoot. I'm like, take me back to the the Matrix. This place sucks. I want to be in the Matrix. This the food is awful. They'll schlep it onto the tray there in the in the Matrix. Dirty old porridge. You wanted reality. <laughs> so we made a couple notes, didn't we, Peter, about what we wanted to talk about today? Yeah. Do you want to go first or because uh, I got a couple. Fuck, I'm going to have to dice this thing up, man. Uh, allow me. Please. I'm, I'm, you, you took over from the get-go anyway, so please. Yeah, it was <laughs> unintentional, but then I'm like. That should be another one I do is have someone interview me for my yeah, podcast. Well, and I think this could actually, if you'll allow me to use this and reframe it, Sure. I think I can present you in a really nice way. Um, so community building and the importance of community, and when I brought up doulas earlier, is that idea of building, and what was that we said about a tribe? Your vibe creates, or you could say this a different way, but your, your, vibe, your vibe creates your tribe. Your vibe creates your tribe, and I especially like that because the vibe, if you take that word down and what that means, your vibrations. Mm you know, connected on a deep level. Share with me some of, you know, your deepest connections that you share with your wife. Who are your, some of your dearest friends and what brought you together? Um, I guess that, that comes from, uh, uh, I guess it would be coming from a mutual respect or admiration for me of that other person. Um, but having like that admiration, admiration and seeing similarities in myself and them. Um, for instance, uh, similar values, um, how you decide to look at things, uh, how you choose to react. Um, even for instance, like our relationship, right? It's uh, again, we don't see each other all the time, but it's like it, we pick up where we left off. Nothing's changed. Just a little bit of context here for everybody is uh, Peter and I are dear friends. And out of nowhere, I got a text, hey, want to go to Tony Robbins tomorrow? And this was just a couple of months ago. And immediately reconnected. You know, Tony talked about fear and stress. Uh, do you remember about those distinctions that stress is actually a form of fear? Not specifically, but it all makes... That's a thing. It's like anything that Tony says usually does make sense because it's in its simplicity, right? Um, but I guess to answer your original question is like... Um, my tribe has adapted so much. I'm still trying to create the right vibe for that tribe and adapt it. And we could talk about community in that way, right? Um, it creates that because who I was six months ago as I was to now, let alone years ago, is, is totally different. Have um, you found where you've, for instance, maybe had a friend or a series of friends for 10 years, for example, and as you continue to move up the layers of your own awareness, that it's difficult to have conversation? 
with some with the ones that aren't growing and I mean, you don't have to grow in my direction because that's not what makes us unique, right? If and we is all that grow when you cut somebody way, out? Is it important to be that ruthless with your time that your time becomes so valuable that you've got to dice people out? But you're the one who threw dice people out and like, no, it's not about cutting people out or dicing it. Um, sometimes I think you have to make that decision if it's um, distraction, unhealthy, uh, not really serving you or that other person. Um, but realistically, I still have friends from like, like grade school, man, elementary that... Um, you just know who people are, right? And it's not about necessarily judging them. Um, I'd love to uh, influence people in a positive way if I can get them to take a chance or just, you know, if we're really good at seeing other people's potential instead of ourselves, right? So if I can help bring that out of someone, that's important, but also knowing um, how much of my energy I need to give to someone who doesn't want the same things. You know, they don't, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be about money, but even family, uh, just level of standards of living, right? Um, it's, uh, it's not about cutting off, it's just about knowing the scenarios that they're good for. For instance, I got beer buddies. I got guys that I go to the pub with. I know the random the random night that I have now without the the kids and 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 work and stuff like that. That it's like, it, it's like I can go out and do that, have beers with my buddy. There's certain guys that I have that for, man. That's perfect. Than than other ones that I have business for because it just depends, right? It it almost depends the, uh, the event, the what you're doing at that time. But yeah, you. Uh, I feel like you learn how to when it's appropriate to fit those people in and when it's appropriate to cut them out. That's dope. You know, I, I was curious because I'm just in a situation where I have uh, large, for the, a large majority of my life, relationships were built around things like addiction. Mm. And it runs rampant in entrepreneurship but there's a lot of people dealing with pain out there and self-medicating. And you maybe don't even know it uh, in, in your 20s that going out to the bar and drinking a lot of alcohol and using drugs, that actually you're coping it, it, through some pain, whether that's adolescent trauma or fear, anxiety that you're dealing with at, in, in your 20s. But then when you become now early 30s, like you said, you look at those different relationships that you've formed and they were just in place because of addiction. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. You know? And I guess that would be the hardest part to uh, to cut those ties sometimes if you haven't cut the addiction. You know? Or what if you both have? Yeah. It's hard to say how that goes, right? I have one good buddy and we... Our entire relationship was formed around, you know, weed, then alcohol, and then other harder drugs. Right. And since being clean and and a, you know sober living, uh, you know, we'll go snowshoeing. You just go out for two hours and go snowshoeing, and it's so important to re- replace that behavior. Right. Because if it's like you'll want to hang out, it'll immediately go down that same way that it's it has for a decade. And you need to put that framework in place. It was funny we went snowshoeing for the first time, and I'm schlepping around and it just it didn't feel right and then he's like dude you got the feet on backwards their snowshoes aren't labeled I'm supposed to know when I have to turn the wrong way the bindings are on the wrong way out I did half the hike like an hour in I'm like oh these are on the wrong way no wonder it's so hard <laughs> my legs are killing me read the instructions first before snowshoeing please yeah what about cannabis I mean and what's going on in our country disruption man disruption and um Cannabis is one of those things, it's almost a little, I feel a little bit of the opposite uh, about what I was saying is that it's like something, cannabis is something that's been around forever. It's like archaic almost, right? Like with how old it is. Um, But we're finally accepting it now because there's like, but it's only being accepted in society based on the value money it can bring realistically. Yes, there's somewhat of an outcry for it, but if you really, again, I'm speculating and I'm assuming here, but hey man, tobacco and smoking cigarettes hasn't really been that in in the last 10 years. There's been campaigns against 
it, you know, let alone the um, the descriptions of what it can do on that. Hey, but, by the way, this will kill you decades later. And but, this is something that's not we, being talked about with cannabis. But here's the thing. Don't we need that new distraction to get people addicted to? We have this new wave of people. And if you do, if you, I, I think big this way, but if you're the government and you do enough research, research shows that there's a demand for cannabis to be a business and to be in the system. So why don't we make taxes off of it? Why don't we make something addicted to the people that grow up on it um, so that we can control the population just like we did with tobacco? It's population control to a degree right I love cannabis so I'm not really I'm not like it's the benefits outweigh the the harm I feel right well, if you're gonna drink alcohol for 40 to 60 years it's about life, choice why not substitute it's about choice for something and a lot of people they don't understand that there's different strains they oh I didn't like weed well there's a hundred different ways to experiment that yeah. cannabis your sativa you're into oh it made me tired well maybe a sativa would give you a higher energy and you may experience but who likes drinking when you've had too much of something right like it's like anything in the right dosage it could be or for the right purpose um it and could you can be eliminate good, the health benefits through things like vaping or, or edibles yeah you, you don't need to worry about lung cancer I'm, I'm into it because it opens up an awareness. It shows that things are changing and we're adapting and listening to a new way of being. Well, that's what cannabis is about. Yeah. Go back to the grassroots culture. It was about that Tim O'Leary type thinking that came out of the 60s and a new way to view the world. And not that we're all renegades and going up against the man, but it's a way to have your human experience be slightly altered. And oftentimes it's a more creative and inquisitive experience. Right, right. The human experience elevates when you put uh, a, a drug into your body. And the mushroom video, for example, uh, uh, if we could touch a little bit on, I had you come over and read an email. Do you remember what it what it was about? Yeah, it was, um, you had me read a thread of, uh, an email thread that you had a discussion with, um, a disgruntled viewer, I'd imagine, a disgruntled viewer on one of your documentaries that you're building. So, Shambhala, am I saying that right? That's right. Well, yeah. Shambhala or Shams or yeah, so, a different way, yeah. So, yeah, it's the scene, um, where you had magic mushrooms at this festival and you accidentally threw them out and it's, um, everyone's wondering where you are and you're in the trash looking for the mushrooms, right? To, to find that experience and that journey so you can enjoy the day. Um, and the video, you had me reading a, a viewer response of that. And they thought it uh, was unnecessary, didn't make sense. Um, and your response was pretty much... I mean, I mean, I might be a bad filmmaker. I'm open to my content isn't funny. That's fine. But don't come at me with, uh, oh, mushrooms are are bad or shouldn't be talked about right because the same way it's happening with cannabis at a certain point that psilocybin will be prescribed as a medicine and it will treat you in a better way that the antidepressant medication if you take a look at the shootings that have happened and the statistics on the youth who are the you know uh troubled youth on some level a lot of them are using these prescription drugs so if you can eliminate what that does to the psyche of youth if you can eliminate inf inflammatory disease, you know, a lot of elitist skateboarders are now sponsored by CBD companies because they're dealing with so much pain. Right. And a subtle CBD will help allow you to excel as an athlete. And it doesn't have to be psychoactive, like you said. It's not about getting high yeah. all the time. And it's that, about the benefits of it, right? I, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, I love cannabis. Yeah, it's an unused, like, it's everything you said about oil. It's the exact same. Like we have it here. Why aren't we using it? And let's let, let's talk about uh, the other benefits. I mean, I like um, the word cannabis. You know, I called it weed probably for over a decade. Right. I smoke some weed. Yeah. But at this point now, it sounds like you're doing something badass. But if it's, I'm using my cannabis to reframe that public perception of this is a medicine and this is a tool for me. Interesting. Cannabis. Cannabis. Cannabis, 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 not weed. Cannabis. Mole, mole, mole. It's the adult way to say it. Yeah, money, money, money. <laughs> I said mole, mole, oh. mole. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Nice to mole you. Nice to... Let's, uh... Let's talk about being fathers. You're expecting your third child. Uh, when, yeah. when, when are you expecting that third child? 
that was announced recently, right? So you still got a, yeah. got a few months? <laughs> yeah, the end of May. Okay. My wife and I, who's a birth doula, are expecting our third. And we've moved up the levels of our own awareness as parents. Right. Going from a 22-hour anxious experience in the hospital with our first baby to incorporating midwives uh, and a doula. We did get a doula for the first one. Uh, but now this third baby, we're going to do it in the living room in a pool. Yeah. What how, about you? How, I mean, you have one coming up. Have you guys, I'm sure you have a birth plan. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. But like any plan, it always changes. Our wives and are just loving it. We're saying birth plan. But nothing goes to plan, <laughs> yeah. right? That's why um, I, I understand the importance of it. It's good to know just in case. But there's so many variables that um, I'm never really committed to one outcome myself. Or I'm committed to one outcome. Healthy, happy baby and mama. Like that, I don't, I don't care otherwise, right? As as long as it kind of ends up all right for everyone, yeah, that's dope. that's what I need, right? But again, um, I gotta reflect on that moment sometimes that I'm not growing the fucking baby in me either. Easier said than done when it, you know, you got all these other options. So, um, I mean, my question for you was, how is your business adapted, like? Um, business and fatherhood i mean you've you've added three i mean uh our conversation before you came over here was i got the kids out today i'm at home so i can get some work done you can actually think and have that time so how have you maintained a business and still added to the family well we're going into our 11th year at business on camera uh, we maple is still relatively new we launched july 1st but the genesis of becoming a father has happened at the same time of building We Maple. Mm. I mean, if you Google We Maple, there's a bunch of stuff on there if you're interested to see. There's no space. It's one embodiment of what I've become as an individual citizen, an entrepreneur, and someone who wants to grow and move up a level. So We Maple has this deep meaning, uh, which I have trouble communicating, and that's probably why our brand partners are thinking, what the fuck happened to that guy? Uh, <laughs> what'd you do with our money, Matt? <laughs> hey, we maple. Where'd you go? Yeah, things happened. Uh, I grew three ch children. Um, but back to your question, which I think is a good one, and also for any other dads out there or, or expecting parents, is you first want to internalize and think about what type of life you want to create for your family and your children and design that vision and then come up with a plan to execute on your vision and then live in that plan that you've created and then continue to adapt and assess what's working what's not working constantly and i think even just designing that as a framework for how to be successful as a parent was something that took me having a third kid to now do with intention. Mm. You think about legacy and multi-generational wealth. Did you know that most family families after two generations, like, you know, the great-great-grandfather worked his ass off, got successful, instilled those values to the next generation. But when it gets to that third generation, that kid didn't have to fight growing up. And no struggle, no grit. And after four generations, that wealth that was created 30 or 40 years ago is now gone because the, the values and the foundation has changed so much for the way that the family goes. So thinking about those types of things or even talking about them like, hey, dad, did you ever think about like, you know, your great, great grandchildren and what kind of legacy you'd have and what story we tell them about you? Like that's never a conversation that's been in, in my house. So, yeah, I mean, reading and designing and then evaluating and finding that balance to what type of life you create. Because a lot of people are completely happy to put their kids in daycare and there's yeah. nothing wrong with daycare. There's nothing wrong with jobs. If you're feeling self-expressed and joyful in your life, that's great. Entrepreneurship isn't for everybody. Right. It's a terrifying, lonely place. That's sweet. So what... What used to be easy that now is super hard having kids in relation to your business? Being able to be in a flow state where I would 
from nine to five for the most part. You're just, those are the general work hours. Of course, when you're a business owner, you're in the evening and likely earlier, but nine to five, you're, you wanna be on. And if you're at home with your children, you cannot be in that state. No chance. The caveat, caveat is that unless you figure it out. Right. There's always a solution there. So to ask yourself that question of how can I create this in this situation just as a place to start can help you get get there. Yeah. I'll give you an example. I mean, I have a... I got a piss. Oh, yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. Where do you have to go to? No, no. I kind of do. Um, Let's take a little break. We'll pause yeah. it. Get a water, too. This was to get on a podcast and then how to use that podcast to get on other podcasts. And right. then just keep telling your story in different mm -hmm. platforms. And so this is an interesting, this has been a very interesting discussion so far today because with these different topics that we've touched on, we can then use that to go into a different niche. So for example, if we want to get in and get our wives leads for doula clients, we can snip out the piece where we're talking about birth. If we want to get in and talk to some people in the cannabis sector, we have some content on cannabis, and so We Maple is also these hyper niche stories from a video production perspective, where we have video content, we can marry it to a, an avatar, a niche, a sp very specific person, get that content in front of them, and then lead them through a funnel, lead them right. through a process to build that relationship. If it's simply just they like the content and it brings value, that's incredible. But of course, we want to have a, for both of us, a sustainability factor to our businesses, something predictable that we're able to bring uh, value monthly that in addition to, you know, our client service business, that we have also something that's going to be some recurring revenue. At a certain point, conversion has to happen. Yeah, sustainability, right? But I think being, again, that, that access to, like you said, having... Um, the openness and again for people to have the access of uh, different opinions uh, different views like we have um, it really shows them it's the whole point again of the community talk right it's a connection that uh, you you'd never know I thought had those thoughts or feelings about that right and it either opens up another discussion where you can agree to disagree or you might have some of the same fundamentals uh, fundamental beliefs that can turn around into a sale ultimately is what you're saying but uh, more like it's the gateway to show how much value we have for the people out there yeah, would you agree with yeah, that yeah if, if someone came up for an example someone said with our first child are you getting a doula and we said well what is what is that we had no idea and now my wife has become professionally a childbirth educator right through that awareness and so through even just our discussion if we can give a breakthrough to people in whatever life area that might be wow that's the win super cool so apart from your child what's exciting that's happening soon we have our first six films for we maple complete and the content I mean, I, we've really picked some of the coolest things that are going on in our country okay. to talk about. And so now it's how do we bring it to market in a new and innovative way? Mm. Traditional broadcast, watch this at six o'clock. That's how things started, you know, a year ago, two years ago when we went on this journey, there's a TV station and we were going to play it on TV and commercials. And that's what we thought our business was. But when you wake up and suddenly the TV stations are closing, you now need, it forces innovation in the market of how do you bring media and content out to, and still build that sustainable business at the same time. So what's new and exciting is merging all of our content now together and delivering it and testing now, do people even like it? That email you read about the mushrooms is a perfect example of like, is this even funny? Is this just my own self prophecy of being a filmmaker and I think what I'm doing is cool and interesting? And this will be a good litmus paper test to see if other people think it's cool. And if they think what the ideas that we're talking about on this pod, on, your, on community talk 
if the ideas that we're talking about on Community Talk are interesting to other people, and I think that they are. It's just a matter of reaching that person at the right point and communicating to them in a way that they want to be communicated with. Right. Whether it's I'm seeking a podcast about personal development or entrepreneurship, or I'm looking for some short-form video content about birth doulas, uh, meeting that person where they're at and, and bringing value to their life ultimately. Right. So what's exciting is owning owning what I want my life to be about. That's what's exciting for me right now is I, I've, I'm in a place of affinity with my work that I've put everything financially, emotionally into Maple. And it's become something. Google We Maple. It's one word. We Maple. Google it and you'll see we've done a lot in the last seven months. Right. And I'm just... I'm so, you know, the juxtaposition is like, I'm so feeling totally empowered and control of my life on one hand, but in a, I'm so totally full of scarcity and fear and, and everything you chatted over at the beginning of your upbringing and the, psych, the psychology of what happened in the 50s and 60s to cause our parents to be a certain way, which then goes through into their children, which is us and now living in this new digital world. So it's, it's you know, navigating all of those different things. And at the same time, you got to provide for your family. So how do you have a business? How do you be self-expressed? Be this way that we're being in this podcast. How do you have that type of, that high level of connection, real human connection with all of your relationships in your life? And what I was saying earlier about dicing people out is like, at a certain point, it's, you know, you just move on. Like this, you're, some people aren't going to, and I feel like I'm talking to someone right now because I'm struggling with this particular relationship, this friendship that I've had for many years and I'm struggling to get, I have this form, this belief of like the way that I'm living is better and you need to catch up and get on board with it. And if you're not I'm leaving you behind, I'm leaving you behind you're in and, the review and, and I don't want it to be. But that's how it feels. And so, you know... What, Does it only feel like that for a selfish way because you want that person to be there with you along your journey? No, like I want... I see the struggles that they're having in their life. And mm. I'm like, I went through all of those same things. And it's about elevating yourself out of yourself. Being able to take a pragmatic look at your definition you've made of self with ego. That it's a made-up story that you've created and that you're trapped in that as that's real. And you can just break free of that and realize that you're on an automatic machine and it's the same behaviors and results that you're getting in your life keep repeating and coming up for you because you're stuck in that paradigm. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a challenge and I, the, what I've been trying to do lately too is, I mean, because I still get swirled up in that story, right, of uh, the things that are happening in your life, right, the day-to-days and uh, challenges that you come into, but have you heard of Jocko Wilco? Jocko Wilco? I think it's Wilco. Jocko, but like he's got the Jocko podcast, so he's like a former ex-military guy and he, he basically, uh, his podcast is a bunch of different things, but He's adapted his company now under the military, the things he's learned about military, but he adapts it to business. So everything you just said right there, he has one thing he just says, unattach. Does he have something on Lewis Howes? He's got it. He's on everyone. Yeah, he's okay. been on everything. I think I've but seen him. But I've, just just, those... I've just recently started listening to him specifically. Super intense, man, but super awesome in the way of perspective. Because what he does for some of his podcasts, um, he, he reads old stories, old war stories. And then he kind of interpretates or interprets um, how that could affect business or where you're at in life and things like that. And super intense, but like everything you just said there is like, yeah, how do you unattach? How do you like unattach so you can not necessarily not care, but that you can almost be unattached and be fearless so you can move forward with what you need to do? Because as an entrepreneur, and I'm not speaking for you, I'm speaking to myself, but um, we are. We're faced with all these moving pieces all the time, and to try and create a life of consistency, abundance, and uh, adapted around the things that you are, you fundamentally are, is hard as hell. If it's you want to have your own business, you have to do a ton of shit you're not going to get paid for. Yeah, you gotta. Uh, it's funny, I say this simply you gotta eat shit to learn shit. 
you literally have to eat a bunch of shit to learn to learn it and to learn um, what you will and will not do. That's it. it, and it sucks. It's hard. You're, um, it, you will be faced with challenges, but it's more. I find the challenges aren't the hardest. They the challenges come at challenging times, right? So the challenges of um, having to meet a client for me as a realtor, you, it, guaranteed in my experience of last year, it'll happen on my birthday party. It'll happen on uh, an anniversary dinner. It'll uh, and that's when you're confronted with I feel entrepreneurship where um, you're faced to make decisions, or you have the choice to not stay in the path of creating what you want or enjoying the party or whatever you created and i think it's fine in each way but it just depends where you're at and there's actually do you no? because you know what that's where it's a decision because it depends where you're at do you have the choice financially to stick at that anniversary dinner or do you got to make that choice or do you got to make that decision to leave that i think in your 30s if you want to be successful in your life i think in your 30s that's the time it's always you have to think macro thinking. Those micro decisions over a course of a decade are what's going to add up to you being successful in your 40s right. or not. And you got to drill it down to the micro. Every single and the the choice decision distinction is important there because every micro choice ultimately becomes a decision and it's whether or not you're consciously with intention making that decision or the series of choices that you've made just makes your decision for you. So the yeah the the micro choices that you're you make now ultimately have the macro impact. That's in the exactly long run. it. That's exactly it. Do you Time. think luck? Do you think luck plays any factor in what you do, or in the success you've achieved thus far? I was lucky that I found out what I liked at a young age. I think that was pure luck. I fell into skateboarding. I got to love something through and through, everything about it. The skateboard itself. My first skateboard, I used to wash it, the wash the grip tape in the sink if it got dirty. Right. I loved that skateboard. And then I found skateboard magazines and skateboarding videos. And I understood about brands and culture. And I just fell in love with something. And that led me to my passion now, ultimately, which is video content and content creation which really is just rooted in a deep insecurity I have around attention. Okay. I went to a different school every year for 10 years as a kid, and I was forced to make friends and then lose my friends and have to make friends. And that was a terrifying experience for a kid. At least for me, I found it, found it awfully hard and trying. But that, <laughs> that fueled me wanting to find uh, a way that I could be independent, which is entrepreneurship, to be social, which is entrepreneurship, and to, to, to sell, which is entrepreneurship. These companies now that are based on the evaluation of this and tech companies, and there's a lot of value there in these things that are being created, but get out there and sell something. Mm-hmm. Can, can, has your product made any money? These, these, these entrepreneurs... They're all predictions. Predictions. Instead of proof in the pudding. Go out there and sell something. That's what I tell someone who wants to start into entrepreneurship. Go and sell something, whatever it is. Like find a client? Find a client, whatever that might be. What are you interested to start? Again, this comes back to exactly that question you asked me earlier about what was exciting is like, you design a vision for your life and then you come up with a plan to bring that vision to fruition. And it's the same thing. What are you passionate about? Okay, how can you make money off it? There's got to be a way. We've never been more connected as a society and there's never been more money going around. There's, we've never been so affluent as a species. Or access to it, right? Come on in, you're good. Yeah, you're fun. But yeah, exactly. It, it's it's all that uh, the options, the possibilities, right? More than ever. More now than ever. Click, click, buy. And I, I haven't solved that formula. Our, none of our business is, is consumer facing. It's all commerce. Right. Find the you know marketing communications director. Politely introduce yourself. Ask for a phone meeting, and the phone meeting will hopefully turn into an in-person meeting. And then you get a presentation and a uh, contract and then you do a deal and then you deliver on your big promise. That side of commerce is different than why I think this podcast is so valuable. But it's to, to hit individual citizens, mm. to hit that person who wants to be an entrepreneur, to hit that uh, mom who's wondering what a side, side hustle. Doula is a great side hustle. 
you can become a childbirth educator and create your own hours, be a mom, and then help other moms in and support them. It's not a journey for everybody, but the amount of oxytocin, adrenaline and serotonin that my wife gets for her work, that career choice that she has, she's at her peak self-expression. Right. And that same peak that's available for everybody that's out there, it just starts with first identifying what that passion is. Right. So I think skateboarding is one of the most interesting things happening as a culture. 2020 in Tokyo, the first time skateboarding is going to be in the Olympics. Interesting. That's going to open up athletes that are, you go down to South America, for example, some of the best skaters come out of South America and it's because they're so broken poor and they got the worst ground to skate on and they push and they excel. The skaters that have come out of Brazil, insane. Canadians, we haven't had to work as hard for it. Right, yeah. Look yeah. at this endless amount of cement and concrete. But there's still only a handful, I'd say half dozen or less, Canadian skaters who have reached the pinnacle of what skateboarding is. Mm. It's probably closer to two or three dozen as far as people who know who know. But from marketability and the names that are out there, it's a small group. You know, with the Olympics, we'll actually be hosting a qualifying event in Calgary, one of the skate parks is built to code to host a Olympic qualifying event. Is that Millennial Park? No, it's uh, in Hunt- Huntington Hills. It's a bowl. Oh, so yeah. th- you've got your street skating and your bowl skating. And uh, the street skating will be taken over by what's called Street League. Um, uh, we're on a, on a real tangent here. Um, but yeah, I, I is there any luck involved in what I've created with my career? We're going into our 11th year and I owe it all to skateboarding. But is that luck knowing that you like what you liked and throwing down? Some people don't have the opportunity to find what it is that they love. And maybe they didn't seek it out or they didn't have parents that bring them to enough Nurture things. That kind of thing. But it's it's all there. You just have to discover it. But some people will go through their entire life and will never be passionate about anything. Right. Come on in. Someone knocked, right? I think maybe a, a, oh. different, uh, uh. <laughs> a different wall. This would make a good uh, background, actually, to, to film in here again. But stage it properly with proper lighting mm-hmm. and set up against that backdrop get a bunch of our you know you'll have your peter jennings book all of my matt key book here <laughs> we'll be doing a video podcast we'll read each other quotes from our books yeah <laughs> two years ago you stated <laughs> that's right play this back play this back um okay man thanks for the impromptu talk that was uh that was really awesome do you have any um First of all, where can people find more about We Maple? Just Google We Maple. Just it's Google it. We Maple. You'll find the Instagram and the channels and everything will be there in the place where people want to find it. Awesome. What's your favorite thing about Calgary right now? I want to say the energy, but I've been so isolated the last year. I don't actually even know what's going on in the community. Um how people are feeling but there is a certain sense I think of I'm going to make this work for my family and my inner circle whatever that means for that individual Hmm. and maybe before we wrap too just so I can tie in like we can have the two sides to this content sure um, where can people find you yeah, um, basically any platform, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, Facebook is Peter Jennings Professional Realtor. And under Instagram, you can uh, it's Peter J Real Estate. So yeah, follow me on those platforms. You can also check out yychomesearch.ca. And that's, that's my business website, right? If you need anything real estate related and, and get a better idea of who I am. Peter J Real Estate on Instagram, have you had any leads come your way through Instagram? Not yet. And here's the thing that people talk about is that when they get leads is, uh, this is another conversation, man. Uh, we're, we're not wrapping up here now. Um, but, uh, it, it all depends on um, what you're doing to nurture these things, right? And uh, for instance, in any sales, but specifically real estate, um, it's very rare that you'd have someone phone and be like, I'm pre-approved and I want to buy today and they do. It's a process. Um, some people, they need the information. They need to know they can get pre-approved. So I like to think of it as planting seeds. Um, through my Insta stories and through my posts, I like to provide value, um, a bit of an insight of who I am as a family man, um, really just things I love. But um, but yeah, it's starting to nurture leads, my stories are. And I feel like that's where I don't necessarily want to uh, just pigeonhole it in just real estate because I'm so much more than that. 
um, and people will connect with these things and then know that that's the service I provide for them. So I have been getting inquiries uh, over, I'd say the last few months of, you know, you get you get people that say, hey, I love your story, things like that, but I've actually had, it was over Christmas, I had about two, three different people saying, I'm interested in selling, can you help me with this? So yeah, it's about planting those seeds and kind of nurturing them and, and some plants grow faster than others. But it's up to me to water, nurture, check in, see how I can do and, and keep adding that value. So, um, do you want to split a mushroom cap and go and edit this podcast? <laughs> you don't have your, I can't have my own one. I can't have a full one. We <laughs> I gotta can't split have a full it. cap. We got to share. What do you mean? Do I get a stem too? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> how big is this cap? But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, that's where you guys can follow me. I think that's where it's the most authentic self to put myself. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's somewhat, it's somewhat, uh, Gardner's leads, if you will, but, um, there's a different aspect of my business that I'm doing for that as well. It's kind of, uh, I'm here to help if you want, but it is more just kind of, this is what real estate's like. And this is what I'm like. That's it. That's dope, man. It's a, it's a, it's a Peter Jennings that just get to know me. Have you read, uh, or watched any of the, uh, Jordan Belfort and he talks about those first three or four, um, fundamentals that, to get built into a call or an initial impression with someone that you're trying to sell something to about trust and authority and that you've got 20 seconds to instill through the three or four. First impression. And do you know what that breakdown is? I know there's trust and and authority. Do you know what the other ones are? Uh, Trust, authority, um, and there's even uh, one that's like trust in the brand that you're representing. Right, so you like as brand, an individual and the company. Yeah, you. Yeah. they trust you as an individual. They trust you. Uh, they trust the company. Um, I can't remember the last one. It's funny you said that because I brought and donated that book to Hustle Code. Oh, I saw it on yeah. the desk out there. Is that, 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 yeah, I brought it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's don't. it. Yeah. Do they have something going on or like a book thing here? They, yeah, you just donate, man. Uh, it's like we could hang out and just read books if we wanted right now but um i, I hate love, when i loan a book and i, I don't love get it but back. here's the thing i'm not loaning it i donated yeah. that to this or you place, just give right? it without yeah, yeah those yeah, are the yeah. ones i'm giving, giving away, with so. ex- without expectation yeah uh, there's an unwritten Add rule like, if you lend a book to someone like return the book like i must have given out three copies of louise hey you can heal your life and i've never gotten them back so i would at least say just read the fucking book yeah, you don't necessarily have to return it but at yeah. least read it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a legend movie watch it yeah uh this has been great peter thanks buddy yeah pleasure man yeah it was uh it was awesome and uh we will uh we'll be in touch brother have a good one dope you too cheers All right, there you are, Solid Hour with Matt Key. How incredible was that? I love kind of the honesty that comes out of our conversations and just the the different directions that we take it there. You know, Matt always makes me laugh because there's times in that in that conversation where it really had me thinking like, is this my, am I interviewing you or are you interviewing me? But either way, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did and make sure you check out everything to do with We Maple. You can find them on Instagram and uh, YouTube and Facebook everywhere. But yeah, make sure you reach out to Matt Key and uh, thanks for joining us on this episode of Community Talk. See you around the community.